Bitch in Berlin. Bitch in Berlin. What have I been up to this week? Let's find out. So, I'm out clubbing last Friday, letting off some steam the best way I know how. Dancing like Beyonce's spirit is trapped inside you. Hell yeah. But then it's that dreaded time. The time you realise you can't hold it any longer. You actually do have to go to the toilet. Yep, no one loves doing it, but uh, it has to be done. So I'm waiting in line for the toilets. I've been waiting there like five minutes. And then I spot that a cubicle is free. A bit confused, I say to the people in front of me in German, uh, is that free? The group turn and they look at me up and down and just reply, yeah. Uh, what the fuck? What is this? The standing outside toilet fetish meetup? Also, what the fuck did you think I was standing there for? Did you think I was waiting for you to be so kind and acknowledge my existence, but you decided I wasn't good enough for you? Come on, people. I'm Sophia fucking Hudden, producer of Bitchin' Berlin podcast and the next big thing, and I ain't referring to my vagina. I give them a look as I go in, and then I realise they're all free. All the cubicles are fucking free. Calm. Remember your yoga teachings. Okay, so I've done my business, washed my hands, I'm about to leave. They're still fucking there, literally blocking my way. Get the fuck out of my way, I say without even thinking. Manners, they exclaim. Manners, like, not even gonna go there, not even gonna go there. Goddamn tourists, why I order. Bitch in Berlin. I had been told before that, especially in high season, so summertime, that uh, Friday night clubbing is not the best because, uh, well, I'm just going to say it, you, uh, you get a lot of tourists and, um, yeah, they're, they're kind of, they're ki they can be kind of annoying. A lot of them can't handle themselves properly and, um, yeah, there's kind of this whole thing, especially in a lot of the big clubs in uh, Berlin, where they... Um, they, they, they kind of, um, so I basically I got out of clubbing quite a lot because, uh, back home, because it's like you go and you're just constantly being like asked, approached by men and it, it just gets a bit annoying. You just kind of, even if they're polite, you just kind of don't really want it. Um, whereas Germans, um, and people who live here, they start to learn this, that you flirt with people through eye contact. So it's very nice, actually. It, it freaked me out at first because, like, oh my God, do I have someone on my face? Why are people staring at me? It takes a little while to get used to. Um, but once you get the hang of it, it's like if someone's looking at you, you can then decide if you, if you, if you want to look at them back. Uh, and if you don't, it's, it's, it's a lot more, it's a lot less invasive. And I really like it. Um, yeah, tourists don't really know about this, so it was just, I was just, you know, I couldn't properly relax. Um, but yeah, so, and yeah, it got to a point where I was just, like, really annoyed. So yeah, so actually, uh, my, this week's podcast, as you can hear in the background, there's some white noise. Um, I met this really great comedian on Thursday. She's traveling through, called Smart Trish. And yeah, we, I saw her, I saw her get on the stage and I was like, I, th I think this is, I'm gonna like this person. 
and I really liked her set. Unfortunately, she did not see my set. Um, it was the sexy voice comedy that Dragos does. Uh, I think he's doing it like every two weeks now, I'm not sure. But yeah, basically, um, sexy voice. So the idea is you do a sexy set, uh, preferably in a sexy voice. Uh, not everyone does, but yeah, it's kind of more sexual. Uh, and the audience know this, so they're kind of up for it. Um, I mean, most comedians do sex-related stuff, but it's it's nice to be like you 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 know you're not going to offend anyone because everyone's in on it. Um, I did actually have <laughs> it's quite funny. I <laughs> I was on the train and I, there was this woman near us, and I thought she didn't understand what we were saying, <laughs> and uh, I was talking about uh, my sex life a bit, um, and she, then she walked away. I was like, oh, <laughs> oops. So, um, yeah, funny. Um, it's, it's fu I don't know. I guess it's kind of mean to make someone feel they want to move, but she could have just said something, you know. Um, I did just think she just didn't know what we were talking about. Anyway, so, yeah, I met uh, Smart Trish, and, uh, yeah, that's why I actually was clubbing last Friday, so normally I wouldn't go. I, wouldn't, I mean, I, I've actually been out of touch with clubbing, but I did always try not to go on Fridays uh, in the in the summer because uh, yeah, lots of it's it's always nice on the Sunday. It's more chilled out, uh, less tourists who are just like in holiday mode, and it's just kind of a bit annoying. It's a bit like a, uh, if anyone here has worked at festivals, it's like it's all great until the punters arrive. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like that. Um, so yeah, so we went we went clubbing and we actually we recorded a podcast in the club because I said I, I want her on but she she said she had a flight but she's the first time in Berlin so she yeah she was like I have to I have to go clubbing so um, yeah uh, she was leaving she had to leave at like six in the morning to catch her flight at nine that morning so. So yeah, we just recorded one, and it's, it's such a shame. Basically, my it turned out my phone broke, so the recorder the recorder on the phone broke. So I actually have a new phone now, um, and and it was really sad because that we lost it because uh, there were some people on the table, we, and we said, oh, by the way, we were recording. Are you okay with that? Because it will go out. Obviously, you have to ask consent for these things, and uh, yeah, they were really into it. So. I, I, some of them might be listening now. I'm really sorry, but that recording got lost. One one of the people even sang on it. I was like, wow, no one's. Uh, they did a little goodbye sing. Yeah. So anyway, so Trish. Yeah, I just think she's great. And um, yeah, it was like she, I met her and all all like the stuff I liked when I was a teenager, like Juno, Daria, the Moldy Peaches, the White Stripes. Just like she was like all all of my my teenage influences in a person form and she is american a lot of a lot of my stuff i liked was sort of like american angsty stuff um yeah sort of punk pop angsty stuff ghost world um she hasn't seen that she has to watch that ghost world that was the first thing i thought of when i saw her um so i'm going to read out her description what she says about herself online hang on so, you can find out about her at Smart Trish, 
com. And this is what she says about herself. So her name is Trish, Smart Trish, but her website is Trish Smart. I guess because of the two T's together otherwise. So, Trish Smart, the Quidoxic Queen. I did have to look up Quidoxic. Quidoxic means extremely idealistic, unrealistic and impractical. So she's the queen of that. This is what it says about her. Trish Smart is an edgy stand-up comic that pushes the envelope of what women should be allowed to say out loud. Amidst her reditions of her quidoxic lifestyle choices, Trish has smooth transitions and unexpected punchlines. She makes everyone want her to keep speaking slightly louder than everyone else. Trish has performed comedy in Thailand, Vietnam, Singapore, Hungary, Germany, Austria, and all over the United States and the United Kingdom. Top credits include Black Rock City Radio, Bangkok Comedy Club, and Chelsea Comedy Club. And where is she next performing? Let's have a look. Uh, tour dates. So she is in... Oh, it's the 13th today. She is in Austria tonight. So if you're listening and you're in Austria, you can see her in Austria tonight at Chelsea Comedy Club. And then in Edinburgh, she's doing The Fringe. She is on on the 16th and 17th at the Canadian Club. So you can go see her there. I'm hoping she will come to Berlin again at some point because she's really great. Um, yep. Yeah. And... Yeah, she's really great. So I, I keep saying that she's great. Uh, she actually gave me an idea for the end jingle. She was like, because I said, oh, it's every Tuesday. And she just went, see you next Tuesday. Which if no one knows is like a, a way of spelling out cunt. So if you're a bit shy to say cunt, you can say, see you next Tuesday. So that's now going to be in, in my end jingle. So thanks for that. Um, yeah. And uh, I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Any feedback is welcome. Like sometimes, uh, to be honest, negative, critical, not negative, critical feedback is often the best. Sometimes people have pointed out things, and it's made all the difference. And I'm just not aware of it. Um, so yeah. And if you, if you would like an interview, I, I'm. You know, I'm not. It would be nice. I love interviewing comedians, and comedians love being interviewed. Uh, but it would be nice to have some other people involved in my podcast. So don't be shy, just ask me, and uh, we can sort something out. Um, yeah, so the last thing is, as I always do with, if I don't end up with a guest, is I uh, put it out to people that they can do a, a, a suggestion for a topic, and Yolan is... Uh, he, He's always up for it. So we put another one, which is... He suggests... His topic suggestion was the migratory birds of Berlin. Um, yeah, and it made me think that you don't see that many birds in Berlin. I, I guess because it's a city and there's a lot of pollution. Um, yeah, even when I've gone to, like, you know, the lakes and stuff, don't see that many birds 
Um, it did make me think, so my dad, my dad's really into uh, bird watching and we used to go there and I used to, I used to just be so bored. Um, I wasn't that impressed at bird watching. I was quite young, maybe I'd be more into it now. I don't know, like we went to these places where there weren't actually that many birds and it just kind of felt a bit weird. It kind of felt like, you know, not, not as bad as like staring at people outside your window. It's not, not as bad as, you know, people watching from outside your house. But definitely way less interesting. I do enjoy people watching. Um, I've actually, I moved, moved place and there I'm at the top floor. And sometimes I like to look, look out and just watch people through the windows, which, which is weird, but I guess, you know, they could also have curtains. So I guess it's fine. I just, it's just nice to do sit out the window and just sort of watch the world go by. Um, birds I didn't find so interesting. Um, I guess because I don't relate to birds as much as I do humans, uh, which is cool. Um, so I did a, um, I did a Google search and there was lots of art projects actually. There was more art projects than there was about, um, about actual birds when I typed in that topic. Uh, let me type it in again. I did find something, but I've lost it. So the top search, which actually had a few, um, searches was migrant bird space. Uh, which is which is a place right in Mitte of Berlin. Let me read the description. Migrant Bird Space is a Berlin and Beijing-based art foundation and gallery providing a showcase for artists as well as art agency services in China and Europe. Working out of the gallery space at Kuppenplatz in the heart of Berlin, the foundation offers a professional platform for, for cross-cultural communication between China and Europe with a focus on contemporary Chinese art. Promoting both established and emerging artists, Migrant Birds provides gallery spaces for exhibitions in Beijing, Berlin and Shenzhen. I hope I'm saying that right. An artist in residence program regular talks and lectures, as well as support in liaison, in, in liaison, in liaison, with museums, universities, private institutions, and more. So you can check that out. That was the top search of migratory birds of Berlin. I did, where did I? There was one by Deutsche Fella. I found this very interesting article that uh, some, there it is, an article by Deutsche Welle, or DW, Dave, Why Nightingales Love Scruffy Berlin. And it's basically about that uh, they've noticed that every year uh, the, it, the uh, population of nightingales in Berlin increases by 6% every year. And uh, so this species, the nightingales, generally breed in forests and scrubs in Europe and Southwest Asia and winters in sub-Saharan Africa. So uh, they, they f they're not too sure, but they think 
that the nightingales come here because of the many wild and not yet over-maintained green spaces. Uh, a biologist said that. Um, yeah, because uh, they're saying that the birds like to breed in nettles, hops and raspberry bushes, building their nests just above ground level. And the neglected city parks offer them the right materials to build a home. So that's interesting because um, uh, I know that from watching David Asperger documentaries, that's, you know, how cities and wildlife interact, you know, it's, it's an issue because um, cities, I don't know, it, it's, there's a lot of like pros and cons to cities and definitely one of them, the cons seems to be the wildlife. So if, if actually there are some species that like the city, that's interesting. And uh, I don't know, would that, more nightingales, would that affect other, would that be harmful to other species? I don't know, that, that's really interesting that uh, a species of, of bird is actually choosing to come to Berlin. I wonder if uh, that's happening in other cities, I don't know. Berlin is known to be one of the most eco-friendly cities, it definitely has its problems. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to be here. I think that uh, as far as capital cities goes, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, sustainable and balanced. Um, but maybe other people have different opinions on that. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So see you next Tuesday. Bitch in Berlin. You can contact me at noseofwax, noseofwax at gmail.com. Bye.